0: Virginville Podcast Network.
1: Made up words, what's Brittany doing? And the pandemic still sucks. This is Super Familiar with the Wilsons. Let's go. Welcome to Super Familiar with the Wilsons. I'm Josh. I'm Amanda. And here we are again. Amanda, how are you doing?
0: I'm okay. How are you?
1: I'm all right. You were saying the other day that you are over all of this.
0: I am. It's been six months. We are one day away. Tomorrow is the 15th. That is six months since the kids last went to school. Now I realize, and I've said it before, I'll say it again, we are in a place of privilege that we can stay home, that our kids' school is still doing well virtually so and then and we can have the three-year-old at home with us as well but i am i'm tired i am mommy all day long i am fighting with a 13 year old to get a lot of work done i am trying my best with the three-year-old to bump in some kind of educational value he is super into space right now so he actually knows more than i do since the pandemic started, probably about everything, but I'm trying to, you know, trying to get some fine motor skills in there, sort of writing some letters today and trying to get my work done. And well, I successfully getting my work done, <laughs> but it just feels like a lot. And the weekends don't feel like a break, the weekends just feel like an extension of the week. And there's no delineation, there's no I leave the house to go do this or. You know, I, I, I've found that I've been dressing up more on the weekends than I have through the week for work. And I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm just ready for it to be over.
1: COVID fatigue.
0: Most definitely COVID fatigued. That is true.
1: I wear a mask all day at work because I deal with, with people a lot. Because I have to wear a mask a lot at work, I'm really sick of the mask. Yeah. I'm really sick of the mask. I would gotten used to it and it was fine. And now I just, I can't go 10 minutes without sneaking somewhere just to pull it off for a second. It's just, it's choking me. I can't stand it. And I'm quite certain that it, that's all just the mental and emotional. Yeah. <laughs>
0: he found that toy
1: so our dog (laughs) cannot our dog is like lucy uh, trying to get in Ricky's show all the time. Yes. And we're like, you can't be in the show. You're a dog. You don't have any uh, marketable skills. But the dog still is trying to get into the show. And I, I actually don't even know. Uh, I'll know on playback whether y'all heard him chewing on his squeaky toy. But that's a thing that just happened.
0: It's not in his room. He went and found it and brought it in here to squeak to chew on it here.
1: All right, let's just, just oh, don't give him attention. So, That'll yes, just validate don't look directly
0: him. at him and then maybe he'll stop.
1: I'll tell you something else that I'm fatigued at. We have been a lot more involved in social media because of this show and trying to get the word out. And Twitter has really, really got my goat. I think and I believe, and I actually posted this on Twitter, that I see day by day more and more examples Mm -hmm. uh, that prove that the collective we just simply are not ready to have a global communication system at our fingertip.
0: Nope. I agree.
1: It is disgusting. I could point out specific things, but if you're a Twitter user, you could point out your own specific things that just prove that humanity is not mature enough to deal. No. I think that in general, that we are relational beings, we are social beings, we want to communicate with each other, but we are meant to do it so that we can see every, you know, all of the social and physical cues that we get off of other people, I think that face-to-face dealing as opposed to anonymous Twitter dealing or social media dealing allows for a lot more empathy because there's the human being right in front of you. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden you've removed the human being element and you still have the communication and that's just not how we're built. And so, of course, it's degraded into a giant cluster because that, I don't think that's a natural way to communicate. And people are communicating some heavy things. Just the fact that it has a global reach, the fact that it's instantaneous, and the fact that it's anonymous, all spell crap.
0: It all spells just a heyday for trolling. Our friend Ashley from the Offbeat Momcast posted this today. It, it was a repost from Brene Brown, but it's a quote from Sonia Renee Taylor who is an author, poet, spoken word artist, speaker, humanitarian and social justice activist. And I thought it was really interesting and something to think about. We as we're talking about I'm over this. I just want it to go back to how, you know, I want it to go back to normal. I want to be done with this. And the quote is we will ne- we will not go back to normal. Normal never was. Our pre-corona existence was not normal other than we normalized greed, inequity, exhaustion, depletion, extraction, disconnection, confusion, rage, hoarding, hate, and lack. We should not long to return, my friends. We are being given the opportunity to stitch a new garment, one that fits all of humanity and nature. And I thought about that when you were just talking about, you know, having this global communication source and it's not being used. Now there are pockets of it that are being used for good. There are certainly examples of connection and certainly examples of people taking care of one another, but in the grander scheme, not so much.
1: I don't have a solution. I'm just complaining about the problem.
0: Sometimes you just got to think on the problem before you can find the solution, I guess. I don't know. I also worry about what it does to to our kids in that it, it does dehumanize the, the conversation they've made connections especially our two middle ones have these really pretty big virtual communities in which they socialize but there's that lack of you know that the human connection to it and 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 that's a concern to me so no solutions here folks if you're brand new to super familiar with the wilson's it's going to sound like a downer but sometimes we just are- this is a place where we speak our truth or we encourage each other. And right now, let's just try to figure out what, how we can move forward, not go back, but move forward in a way that fits all of humanity and nature.
1: And also remember that kindness is magic. And now for a new segment on Super Familiar with the Wilsons. It's our weather report. Are you ready for the weather report, Amanda?
0: Is it going to rain? I bet it's going to rain.
1: Well, right now we have two tropical storms, one hurricane, two depressions, (laughs) and two areas of interest on the hurricane map that spans the United States all across the Atlantic to the coast of Africa. So just to give you a visual of that, right now the hurricane map looks like a game of tower defense that you have no chance of winning. This has been Super Familiar with the Weather with the Wilsons. <laughs> sleeping is a premium at this house. Neither of us get much of it because the three-year-old is also, I guess, experiencing pandemic fatigue. Hmm. And its he's not sleeping a lot. And it's it's very, very uh, tiring. So tiring for me that I'm starting to lose the ability to speak. In fact, I'm surprised that I've been able to make it through this podcast. (laughs) I've not had to stop it once and go back, which we do every now and again, because I'll screw something up or I'll throw in a, a malapropism or whatever. But I've been doing that this week. And I've been especially mixing up words. Like I'll mean to say something and I'll I'll take the first and the sixth word in the sentence <laughs> I'm about to say and I'll mix them, put them up. Together. So I decided to make that a, a fun little segment here called Josh screws up the language, but it's okay because it's funny. <laughs> so I made up some words. Stop licking. <laughs> He's not
0: talking to me, friends.
1: So Amanda, I'm going to give you a definition of a word and then i'm going to give you the word that i've come up with for the definition and feel free to come up with a word yourself before i reveal my definition because you know what yours might be better than mine
0: Uh, it's doubtful but let's do it
1: well you're a writer so
0: yeah but i'm not as quick as you are on my feet
1: okay i'm sitting okay (laughs) so here we go first one what is it called when we ignore things by pretending they don't exist
0: Oh, I remember. I actually remember this, but I don't remember what you said. I remember it being a thing. What is it? Ignist. That's right.
1: I ignisted that. She <laughs> ignisted that. He, she, it ignisted that. What is it called when you use the letters in the word spider as an acronym?
0: He spider manned up the wall. He spider. Oh, no, as up an acronym. The- oh, uh, each, oh, an acronym. Sorry, sorry. Sorry, sorry, for, sorry. God. You know, like- See, no sleep. I was thinking that you meant verb. <laughs> Acronym and verb sound very similar. Yes. No. I, I, I don't know.
1: It's an arachronym.
0: Anachronym? No. nim.
1: Arachronym.
0: Arachnophobia An arachnid. Arachnidnym.
1: No, Arachnidnym. <laughs> this is great. Moving on. When you're upset about losing the TV remote control, what's that called? What is the state of being?
0: lost i don't know you've lost your changer and your clicker and you're upset i don't know
1: you're remotional
0: <laughs> we get remotional a lot at this house
1: yes good god i don't know if any of you have apple tv uh first world problems but that little clicker is smaller than a regular clicker and it fits perfectly in between cushions
0: and no and ours slips past the cushions down into the frame of the couch. We've had to take the couch apart to get the yes the furniture clicker. purgatory
1: is where it goes. That place where you don't know. It's like the third concentric circle of. Furniture. I won't go
0: under there. There's some scary things in there.
1: Yes, it's a there's an rim down there. Yep. What you call the year before what you call?
0: Oh, <laughs> oh I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm... Can I go? I'm sorry. I thought you were just leaving out. What do you call?
1: What do you call the year <laughs> before you retire, where you kind of coast at your job? I don't know. You're in pre-tirement.
0: <laughs> so where I work, there's a name for it. The five years before you retire, it's called drop. You're in drop. And I don't know a, what that means. Is that means? an official name
1: or a technical name? I don't That's know. That's what they call it. That's right?
0: what like somebody who works with me is currently in drop. And she'll say, oh, I'm in drop. and But it just sounds like a little bit like violent.
1: Well, it sounds like they're loading her into some sort of cannon <laughs> and ready to shoot her off. What do you see in a a highly accurate mirror?
0: Oh, God. Sadness.
1: You see perflection.
0: (laughs) Oh, it's good that you did, though, the perflection.
1: What do you call an internet remote birthing helper? Uh,
0: uh,
1: uh, I don't know. (laughs) A (laughs) mid-Wi-Fi. Just say dumb. I love you. What do you call a wireless network that's hard to find?
0: Uh, uh, hide and hide and hide and hide fi, hide and seek fi,
1: shy fi. Sh-
0: oh, no, that's good.
1: What's another name for a calculator? iPhone, it's an automatic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's true, though.
1: What is a description of the mono and polysaturated fats in a food called?
0: I don't know.
1: Those are the food's attributes. <laughs> What is the process of taking a break from a conservative right-wing news channel?
0: Um, that is called um, self-care.
1: It is called to defoxify.
0: i all do that.
1: Lastly, what are we on the edge of?
0: Um, sanity?
1: We are on a stressopice.:
0: I am on a stress-opus.
1: So those are my made-up words. So this is just letting you know that your difficulties, your tiredness, uh, your inability to speak, all of them can actually serve you and help other people smile. Thank you. It's rec time.
0: I got a rec. I have been, this is not my rec, but I have been binging Psych on Amazon Prime. It is also on Peacock, which is a free app and it, there's no streaming fees, no subscription fees, but Psych is... One of my, my comfort food for television shows, I love it very, very much. Very witty, very funny. It's like a funnier The Mentalist, if you ever watched The Mentalist. I watched it during its first run, but then kind of missed out on the, the second and, second to last and last season. So I've, I've been re-watching those on Amazon Prime, and there was a commercial for a movie that's out. It was in theaters. It was a Sundance um, Audience Award winner and also won lots of other critics awards. It's called Brittany runs a marathon. Now we watched it the other night after it took me a really long time of not being able to find it because I kept asking for Amy runs a marathon and prime kept spelling Amy, a A M I for some reason. Also Amy doesn't run a marathon. Brittany does. So we eventually got there. It was filmed in 2019 and it's the story of this woman who lives in New York, who she's, struggling with her weight she's struggling with her I would say struggling with her mental health she's she's depressed she's not happy with her station in life and and she starts for various different reasons kind of all comes to a head and she starts to run she starts with one block and she goes and she trains for this marathon it is I think it's a feel-good movie but it's not a comfortable movie I mean it's there are moments that are just really hard to look at if you watched The Office and it made you uncomfortable when Michael Scott could be really socially awkward, there are some of those moments in this movie.
1: The 17-year-old had to leave the room a couple times just cuz he doesn't like awkward things anyway, so he he reacted violently to those. And I was I was uncomfortable with a couple of things. And I will tell you that the character, the main character, they have they wrote her in such a way and the and the actress acted her in such a way I did not like her for large portions of the
0: movie. I think that's intentional. And I think that you were kind of struggling with that. You're like, she's unpleasant, but I think that is kind of the gist of the movie is that she's this unpleasant person because she's not happy in her life and with herself.
1: Well, part of it is because of the trailer painted it as more of a straight out comedy.
0: Now, I will say that does happen. There are times where you watch a trailer and you've seen every funny bit in the trailer and the rest of the movie is a bomb. That's not what this was, but it's not, it's more drama than it is comedy, but there are those nice bits in it. And the supporting cast is really great. Her best male friend, Seth, has played my Micah stock. And I want a, a show or a movie with, with just Micah. He was, it, I really enjoyed watching him. But this show, it doesn't, it's not fat shaming or this movie, it's not fat shaming. It does, address all bodies are beautiful, but in a, but not everybody is healthy. She's got a really skinny roommate who is not in any way, shape or form healthy, emotionally, mentally, or physically. And guess what? Spoiler alert, losing the weight because she trains for the marathon didn't make her happy. And so that's what I like about this movie. I don't think that it's fat shaming. I don't think that it's body shaming. And it's also not the, I lost weight, See me happy at the end, the movie ends, everything's better. That's not what happened here. It was really more about about changing her life. And there and there's a quote in it that says, you know, you you losing weight was never or you running the marathon was never about losing weight, it was about changing your life or something like that. It's 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 in the trailer. Go watch it. I read an article in Runner's World written by a person who identifies as quote, a fat runner, talking about what the movie got wrong. And about while running fat, um, as the article says, and that it's what they're saying that it got wrong is that it says the truth about running while fat is we're not here to be your, your before inspiration. We're here to enjoy the endorphin rush, the post-race beverages, and the pride that comes with being able to say, I'm a runner just like you are. So this is, she's saying that it hasn't changed her body, but it's made her healthy and she enjoys running for the sake of running, not for losing the weight. But it does say that the the movie is an inspirational story that represents one way to reach a goal, but it's not the only way. And um, it treats you how to not look at your body as as a villain. And so I, you know, as somebody who's struggling with her weight, I'm probably not going to go run a marathon, but I mean, I'm two weeks into a new calorie counting app that I really like, and that I'm going to wreck uh, lose it. It's I'm doing better on it than I did with Noom. And I, I think it's a great movie. It's cute. It's fun. I could watch it again and again. And there uh, is an actor. I'm going to try really hard not to mess up his name. Utkarsh Ambukar Ambukar Embukhar, I kept, he's, so he's one of the main characters and I kept looking at him and thinking, I know him. How do I know him? He played Mindy Lahiri's younger brother on the Mindy show, but I love him. Super cute, funny, um, really made an impression in the movie. And so, and then Josh told me that he originated the role of Aaron Burr in the developmental readings of Hamilton, which was really interesting and that he is or has been a part of Freestyle Love Supreme, which is the Broadway rap improv group that Lin-Manuel has with some other actors. So anyway, that's my rec for today. Britney runs a marathon on Amazon Prime. And it's, it's a true story. The producer's roommate, Britney, lost 60 pounds running a marathon, getting her life together. And so there are some interesting articles out there about her too and how she did not want to meet Jillian Bell Until the movie was over because she wanted her, you know, it's the movie is kind of inspired by it's not her exactly her life. And so she wanted her to come come there on her own. And uh, it's interesting. Jillian Bell's journey is interesting, too, in in her journey with her with her body throughout filming the movie. So Brittany runs a marathon. I like it. Eighty eight percent of Rotten Tomatoes liked it. And it got an audience score of eighty seven percent. So go check it out
1: sounds good i have no wrecks except be kind to each other and that'll do it for today the intro and outro music is by silva de alegria it's called una manana Dorada. and the interstitial music as always is by andrew wilson We are part of a podcasting network called Imagineville. Go to I-M-A-G-N-V-I-L-L-E.com to check out our partner podcasts. All of them are great. All right, folks, that's it for us. Until next week, we will see you. Bye. It's a anachronomy. I'm not going to be able to do this. It's... Wait. It's... <laughs> I'm not going to be able to do this. It's an arachnor It's... <laughs> it's an arachronym. Stop licking.